Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Oh, what's happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick, and I'm just tickled to bring to you another incredible episode. You already read the title, so you know that my guest today is none other than the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, the grandfather of biohacking himself, Dr. John Gray. If you have not read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, that's okay. Because he's updated a ton of the book. Uh, when it was published in 1992, it totally changed the face of the way that we look at relationships. Dr. John Gray has continued to put out incredible content, incredible insights around sex, relationships, intimacy, the hormone system. The guy is an absolute stunner. This episode is an absolute stunner. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you because it is so packed with information. In this episode, we cover so many cool things. We talk about tips for relationships and intimacy during COVID times. We talk about specific tips for interaction with your lover and partner. You know, it really starts with, you know, what the heck are we supposed to do now that we're on lockdown and everyone's working from home? What can we do to cohabit and live in our homes together and be peaceful and still have intimacy with our partners? We talk, this is such a relevant episode that's especially during the holidays, which is why I'm so excited to release it to you. We talk a lot about hormones. We talk about the the, the most important things in relationship is hormones. When you have low testosterone, you know, guys, there's uh, increases sort of whining and complaining. Um, there is a ratio of how much more testosterone you need to have as a man in order to have a, a decent sex life and how much more testosterone 30 to 40 times higher than your uh, female partner in order to have really fulfilling sex. We talk about straightforward sex tips. We talk about, uh, is there any room for porn in a healthy sexual re uh, reality? We talk about techniques for tracking your emotions in your relationship. He also gives you a four-day free online course, how to get everything you want in your relationship, and you can get that at marsvenus.com. Just there, I was, as, Liz, as I was going back over this, it, I was pulling out quotes. I pull out three quotes and I post them on Instagram at Optimal Performance Podcast and Real Sean McCormick on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. There are so many quotes in this episode because he is just a phenomenal teacher. If you've heard John Gray on the Bulletproof Radio or any other you know podcast that you listen to, um, you'll know that this guy is, is just absolutely astounding in his breadth of knowledge and he delivers in fact there's so much great stuff that i had to break it up into two episodes so this one you can listen to now part two will come will be will be coming out shortly after just uh, I, I know that you're going to get a ton out of this episode i'm really excited as you can tell to bring it to you and uh, i can't wait i can't wait to give it to you uh, but before i do that uh, i want to remind you if you want to take part in the virtual biohacking assistant pilot program, send me your email, sean at seanmccormick.com. Just say, I'm in. That's all you got to do. I'll say, hey, I'll reply. I always do for, for for all of you that have emailed me already. I've already replied back and said, hey, thanks. Um, there are ways to get the most pertinent information for you. The custom biohacking resources, podcasts, products that are just for you. You know, it takes a thousand hours to comb through 293 episodes of a podcast to find just the right stuff for you. So we've done that work for you. We've done the heavy lifting to provide you with the most relevant information just for you, exactly how you want it. And uh, in order to get this thing rolled out, we we want to test it. We want to run it by you. So if you want to if you want to check it out, I'm really excited to bring it to you. Just send me an email, Sean at SeanMcCormick.com, and just say I'm in, and that's it. I will uh, I'll include you, and I'll say hey. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, John Gray. 
And we're here with Dr. John Gray, the man who really doesn't need an introduction. Dr. John Gray, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's fun talking to you since you mentioned that you were a little kid when you read my book first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it, uh, it the, the title struck me. It, I had to pick it up off my mom's uh, bedside table and, and thumb through it. It was obviously way over my head. Uh, at that age, but uh, you know, like before we turn the microphones on, for those of for those of us who are thirty seven and um, have have lived in a world before the internet and before cell phones, um, we live in a different time, and and you just continue to innovate and advocate and share knowledge and just just all of this just this youthful exuberance that uh, that I for one have so much respect and appreciation for. So thank you for the work that you do. Well, thank you. You know, that book was Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, for those who haven't figured that out. And 25 years later, since I wrote that book, or even a little bit more, I completely updated it with the whole challenges that we face today, because we are so different than what we were back then. The world has changed so much. The dynamics of relationships have changed. The challenges in relationships have changed. The challenges to our health has changed. The challenges to our brains have changed, to our hormones have changed. But we're still men and women and we're affected by these things differently. So coming back to understanding how men can best cope with these new challenges, how women can cope with these challenges, then you have an outcome of what most people want that I talk to in my audiences is to maintain that sexual chemistry you feel in the beginning. Women often call that passion. Men say great sex. Uh, and that's the bottom line. And we are actually different than other generations. And my father's generation, great sex was not even attainable. You didn't even think about that. You know, it was the honeymoon period's over. You get on to having kids and raising your family and your grandparents. You know, the sex went away a long time ago. And even today, half of the married couples never have sex anymore. It's amazing. And so a lot of people don't even want to have se get married because they think, well, the sex is going to go away. But the reality is, once we've updated our brain to the new potential that we have today with supplements, with new ways of living, with a higher consciousness, you can have higher passion. You can have great sex. I have great sex, almost 70 years old, with the same woman for 34 years. So this is like possible. But you got to know the secrets. And that's what we'll talk about today. Yes. Awesome. Excellent intro. You know, some of this is going to be self-serving, admittedly, um, because I've been with I have one sexual partner in, in my life. I, I met my soulmate at 15 and we're still married. Uh, we got married a couple of years ago. Um, we have two kids. And so a lot of this is going to be like just wisdom nugget after wisdom nugget that I, that I can use for my life that I know hopefully will re resonate with others too. Um, one, one thing that, that I think let's start with the really most relevant thing for people, you know, a lot of us are home right? A lot of us are home staring our partners in the face most of the day. Everyone's working from home, working remotely, um, being outside, socializing, having nourishing, you know, individualized activities is, is becoming really a challenging thing. What are some tips for, for couples, for men, maybe especially that they can, that they can use now during this time of this like intense closeness and proximity during, during this wacky time in history? You got to get away. <laughs> you got to get away. You, 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 and you know, real basically long before this happened uh, in my marriage with Bonnie, uh, I'm a writer and I used to write in the living room at a little desk there. And she'd be in the kitchen making dinner, feeling ignored the whole time. You see, if, if you're in the prox visual proximity of a woman and you're not looking at her or available to her, uh, it, suddenly there's a stress level that goes up. Literally, if you're in another room, if you say, you know, I'm gone to work for eight hours, so I'm not here, and she gets that, you're not available, then she's fine. She doesn't take it personally. But literally, unless there's a clear distinction, so what we had to do was create another room and our house, which was just the cave, which is where I would work. And just know that I'm not here unless it's an emergency. And if you knock on that door, I am 100% there, but it's generally emergency. Otherwise, my focus. And the more, the more stressed a guy is, the more challenged we are, the more hyper-focused we become. So that means if she was to interrupt you, you have kind of a feeling of irritation or annoyance or distraction. You can't help it because your brain is depending upon whatever stimulant you're on at that moment. It could be uh, 
your work, hopefully. <laughs> and, and if you get interrupted at that point, uh, it's it's hard to shift gears. That's called hyper-focus. And the more stressed we become as men, the more hyper-focused we become. And for women, the more stressed they are, the more not hyper-focused, the more overwhelmed they are. They become expanded. They notice everything, and they notice that you're not ignoring them. <laughs> and so it literally produces a stress reaction and hurt. So you got to get away, and uh, you know you get out of your house as well. Get in your car and go drive. That's another thing. Uh, just you know, we're talking about men and women are different, and for women and men, basically. Testosterone's the magic hormone. For women, estrogen, progesterone are the magic hormones. So with simplicity, we'll call them male hormones, female hormones. If you wanna cope with stress effectively, that means you're feeling good, you know, you're able to relax, enjoy, focus, shift gears. That's our optimal state. Your testosterone will at least be 10 to 20 times higher than a woman's. If you wanna have great sex, you're talking 30, 40 times higher hmm. at that time. You know, testosterone's going up and down all the time. But you got to have a baseline of at least 10 times more testosterone than a woman in order to not have a stress reaction. And when you have a stress reaction, your testosterone goes down. And when you have cortisol, actually estrogen is going up. Most people think, oh, aggression in men, they're fighting, that that's a big testosterone thing. Actually, it's a big estrogen thing. Uh, it's when your testosterone levels go down, your estrogen levels go up, and estrogen produces emotions. So... If I have high testosterone and estrogen goes up, I have the positive emotions, love, you know, romance, sex, uh, patience, compassion, empathy. But see, testosterone is all about confidence. So, you know, you're talking to a woman, she gets upset about something. You're, you can hear what she says because you're so confident you're going to give them a great solution. So you'll say, oh, honey, don't worry about that. So that's one moment of confidence. And she then gets worse. Because don't give women solutions when they're talking about their feelings, particularly if they're stressed feelings. You have to just stand there and say nothing. Nod your head. Say nothing. Yeah. Say nothing. <laughs> you got to suck it up. But as soon as you start trying to, once, once she's upset and you try to solve the problem, it never makes her feel better because she needs to express her feelings. Talk. Because talking for women, increase, talking for both men and women increases estrogen. But if you're a man, you don't need more estrogen at that point. You need to keep your confidence. So stay quiet. Stay quiet. Don't speak. As soon as you say anything, it won't work. And then you lose confidence. Your testosterone goes down. Your estrogen goes up. And then a phenomenon takes place called mirroring, where your brain will now mirror her emotion. So now you'll get emotional like her. Mm. If you don't speak, you don't mirror. So ironically, people want to be mirrored, but this is, you don't want to mirror her upset and become upset with her. What you want is to stay detached. And actually it's when you're detached, feeling good, that's when you can feel compassion for others. See, if you're feeling like I feel really good and you don't, you're not feeling good, then what's my natural reaction? Compassion. Hmm. That's the doorway to compassion. So men have a straight doorway to feeling compassion, empathy, compassion. Most people don't know the difference. Compassion is where you're detached, but you have a loving kindness towards that other person. You're not reacting to them. Empathy is, is let's say I had a big problem and you had the same big problem. That would be empathy. So we're both going to wallow in our self-pity together, <laughs> so, <laughs> which can feel good, but it's not the highest state. Yeah. And clearly when your wife is wallowing in self-pity, the last thing you want to feel is now you're wallowing in your self-pity she'll get totally turned off to you. Right. Hence, men, if a woman starts to complain, don't waste your energy and life force complaining back. That's what we do. It's tit for tat. She has a complaint, two or three complaints. We say, oh, I got more complaints than you. If you want to complain about this, I'll complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like playing tennis or ping pong. We start hitting it back and forth. Does not work. It never works. It will never work. You just have to remain quiet. And then you go, but, but what about her mood? Well, her mood will change if her estrogen levels come back up. And estrogen happens by expressing feelings. So whether they're positive or negative, estrogen goes up. But the key is when she has positive emotions, you don't need to support her in you know, trying to help her change. The way you help her change is express negative emotions. Positive feelings start getting generated as a result later. It's not right away. It's kind of like you got to wait a while. But she basically, her stress levels will go down. And that's the foundation of all talk therapy. Talk therapy is women come into your office, talk about their problems. And because they're not about you, it's easy to listen. 
and then you can feel compassion because you're getting paid <laughs> and you know it's only an hour. So it's much easier if you're a therapist, if you're a husband, it's tough. This is like really ab training, you know, how you build your abs. Yeah. It's literally you suck in your abs while she's talking. And if you don't have abs, you can't do it. <laughs> so you really got to. You know, I do my ab training. Uh, it's really, really important. And a lot of guys have the abs, but they don't have the knowledge. So they get in there, they get sucked into, let me explain to you why you're getting upset over nothing. Hmm. You see, because the way you build testosterone is you minimize problems. If I can't do anything about it, forget it. Well, it's not that big of a deal anyway. Well, it's water under the bridge. Well, it hasn't happened yet. You see, these are all strategies to keep your testosterone up. Hmm. They're instinctive in us when we see a woman being upset. So we immediately go into, don't worry about it, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, that didn't help her at all. Forget it, it's not a problem. That didn't worry about it. <laughs> She's upset and you say, all right, I'll take care of this. You don't have to handle it. Now she feels diminished. Like, what right. do you mean? You don't think I can handle it? It's like a minefield today. <clears throat> so anyway, this some of the basic Mars Venus concepts right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great that's a great segue. If if you learn nothing else from from the next fifty minutes of our conversation, guys, suck in your gut when you're in because we're in. You're gonna see her in five minutes, in ten minutes. She's in the house with you. You're gonna see her. There's something that she wants to talk about. There's some there's some out, external stressor that's gonna get in your way. Suck in your gut. And don't say anything. Shut up. You do you do say something. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise she'll wonder what's going on. Yeah. Uh, women panic, by the way, when you say nothing, because when women don't want to talk, they're usually angry at you. So there's a little segue here, right. which is so that she feels at ease. A little participation, which is nodding your head and asking questions. Asking questions is a different it's different from what I was just saying. It's asking questions is oh Tell me more. Really? That happened? Oh, you're feeling this? Help me understand that better. That's the underlined phrase. It's a magic phrase. It's worth a million dollars. Help me understand that better. It saved me. Because you're sitting there, what am I supposed to do? And she'll say, well, what are you feeling? Don't fall into that one. Don't say what you're feeling. It, if she says, what are you thinking? You can say, oh, I'm thinking about that. Help me understand it better. Now, if women are listening, I tell them whenever a man seems like becoming quiet and you start to panic because they do, all you have to do is say, so you're thinking about that, aren't you? Hmm. And a man will maybe go, yes. And she gets a big yes. She feels that connection again. Yeah. You see, connection produces estrogen. Confidence, I make a difference. The result I produce either produces testosterone or lowers my testosterone. And that's the most important thing for men is to feel we're like, you know, king king for a day and she wants to feel like queen for a day you're the guy who knelt before her kneeling before her i'll give my life to you out of love and happiness i will suffer on your account without complaining hmm. that's pure masculinity however that's when you have high testosterone then you're like superman when you have low testosterone you whine and complain whenever you whine and complain back to a woman that's a symptom of low testosterone and high estrogen and you just want to watch that. We all do it because we got this brain, the monkey brain inside of our brain. Most of the DNA is monkey, right? And as soon as, as soon as we try solving her problem or getting upset with her, the feeling annoyed and irritated, if we say anything, anything you say at that point, your brain goes into mirroring and you're just as upset with her. And you'll, you'll take on all these tendencies to complain back, to argue, it, argue back. You know, she says, you know, I want you to listen to me. He'll say, well, why don't you listen to me? You know, mm. uh, she says, you're not listening. He'll say, well, you're not listening to me. And mm. she's not. You're absolutely right. But being right at that point doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It, it, it's, uh, it's so good. It's now, you're so a very good. guy. You can relate to some of this. Absolutely. Well, and, and I've, I've, you know, I've had, I've been smart enough to learn from my mistakes in the past. And, and, and I think, I think a lot of this, I, I've, I've sort of learned intuitively and, you know, I've listened to your lectures and, and podcasts. And, and so like, I, I know that, that, that speaking is not going to help. I'm not going to talk my way out of this. I just have to hold strong. Yeah, no, it's it. hold strong. Or let me say something. Yeah. Or do a timeout, really have an agreement with your wife, which is not saying anything because tone of voice is more powerful than words at that once your estrogen's flaring as a man tone of voice you can't hide it 
Uh, it, a woman will react to it. She can't hear anything you say. She feels threatened by an angry man. So, or an irritated man, annoyed man. The way their brain interprets it is you don't love me. Because if you're annoyed with her, that's the opposite of feeling loved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even if you love her, you're not feeling it in that moment. And they like to live in the moment there. Oh, you don't love me. So try to have a nonverbal uh, exit strategy, a nonverbal exit strategy, which is just if you do like a T, I'm putting a T with my hands here, or she, if she starts to feel you're getting angry and she doesn't feel comfortable or safe, she does a T. Hmm. Couples really have to agree on that. And it doesn't mean that you're just going to ignore it. It means that you're going to temporarily ignore it. Okay, yeah. whatever you're talking about, maybe we have to decide how we're going to feed the kids, how we're going to spend money, we're going to go on a vacation. As soon as you get activated, uh, your stress hormones are activated as a man. So you're getting angry or annoyed. Literally, it's as if you're being bruised and she's being bruised. And that bruise doesn't go away for a few days. And if it's a big, big argument, it could be a week where that bruise is still there. So you don't just take a time out and then come back and say, okay, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, and uh, let's have that conversation again. It's really important. People understand that there's an increased sensitivity mm. due to what happened more so on her than you, by the way, in most cases. So what you do is if there's been a big fight, big blow up, which is happening right now with COVID, people are just spending too much time together and, and they, that in itself causes stress. You have to have time apart and time together. Remember when there was romance, you were a single guy and she was somewhere else and you joined her for a little while and then split. And then that, men need that time away to rebuild testosterone. And women don't know they need that time away. Men typically know they need the time away, except feminized men. Feminized men are men who have bought into the whole feminist notion that, you know, we're not different. Hmm. And then the, the woman will always feel like, what's wrong? Don't you love me? And he feels guilty for pulling away. Hmm. That needs to be, that's why couples have to read Men from Mars, just get the basics of if men want to be their best self, they need time away, which means they have, have greater desire to come together. We have to pull apart to come together. And, and that's just the reality. So many, so many women, their fantasy is we do everything together. We share, we drive. You see some couples who aren't having sex, they wear the same shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> you just have to know when they wear the same shirt, they're in the same outfit, they're not having sex. See, you got to have polarity. You have to have polarity for there to be sexual attraction. Yeah. Uh, there has to be difference for there to be sexual attraction. In the beginning, not so much. You could all wear the same thing in the beginning. Just because in the very beginning, the newness of the relationship stimulates dopamine, and that gives you a temporary boost of testosterone and estrogen for a woman, testosterone for the man. So that will create a passion. But once newness goes away, I'm, you're married, your childhood sweetness, sweetheart, there's no newness there, okay? No. Unless, unless there's difference. So the fact that it's harmonious difference. Oh, my husband, you know, he's doing his man thing. He has to go for a drive in his car. He's going to the gym. He has to work out, you know, or he's playing his video game. He has to watch the news. He likes action movies. I'm not really into it, but that's his time. That's not our time. So yeah. there's his time and then there's our time. And what happens for women, their vulnerability in relationships is to become addicted to complaining. Uh, women get addicted to complaints, a real addiction. Uh, and we've seen it now with MRI scans that people who chronically complain are actually producing the dopamine levels of cocaine. Whoa. Yeah, it's really, really important for women to understand this stuff, which is, uh, and, and it, men, if, you know, if your wife doesn't buy into this stuff and keeps doing it, you can slowly change her over time by simply not arguing when she complains knowing that it's a temporary phenomena. Hmm. Uh, you just have to learn how to, it's called martial arts relationship, which is duck and dodge. Yeah. This, this is not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. Don't take it personally. This, she's having a bad day. And I don't have to change myself in order for her to be happy. Hmm. You see, as soon as you have to change yourself in order for her to be happy, you're going to be pissed off and angry. You shouldn't have to change yourself to make somebody happy. Right. You see, that's, the bottom line, the three things that produce testosterone in a relationship for a man, if you summarize it, is when a woman appreciates what you do, when a woman accepts you just as you are, which means I don't punish you. I don't change you. I'm not trying to. She can ask for more, not but, but it can't be a demand. You see, when they demand, they look at you with those eyes of you know, the death stare. How could you do that? <laughs> and they look at you like that. 
But you have to know, you have to protect yourself from that. Don't look in her eyes. You know, the Greeks figured this out. The Greeks talked about Medusa. Yeah. Medusa is a woman with a lot of complaints. She got snakes coming out of her hair. And if you cut off one of those snakes, you get three. So you learn, don't try to, com don't combat a, a complaint with a complaint. It's this foolishness, foolishness. <laughs> and we're going to do it at the instinct, the monkey brain, the automatic reactions do that. You got to just stand back from them. And the more testosterone you have, the more you can witness those reactions. And then, so the whole thing about Medusa with those snakes, they bite you. But also, if you look her in the eyes, you turn to stone. Yeah. That means you shut down. You're stuck. You, you, yeah, you're, you're there. And it could take days before you open up again. But what you can open up faster, just for your own happiness, is if you know things that you do to produce testosterone. Okay, I can go for a drive in a car, I can meditate, I can do exercise, I can go to the gym, I can solve problems, or I can do an interview like this. I can, you know, go do something that I'm good at. So whenever a man does something he's good at, the challenge is him, not so easy, but there's a challenge, you can do it easily, if you, but you're challenged, that produces testosterone. But that still won't work if you, if you don't make a deliberate decision in your brain. You gotta make a decision I'm not gonna think about what just happened. I'm not gonna think about what just happened. You just keep saying to yourself, stop, 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 we'll deal with it later. Hmm. Stop, 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 we'll deal with it later. And if you can't do that, that means you just got too much estrogen, like a woman, she can't forget these things. If you just have too much estrogen, then you have to like give yourself permission in silence. You're not gonna talk about this to anybody and write out your complaints to, about her. Okay, what she did, This is these are, this, this process objectifies, helps you become more objective as opposed to subjective. Okay, so you feel what you feel because you're stuck in this negative feeling. Okay, if you're stuck in negative feeling, then you try to come back to your objective self and say, uh, what am I feeling? I'm feeling angry. Well, what did she say or do that made me feel angry? What happened? So you just write out what happened and what else happened and be literal. If you just go, she was a big Medusa. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't do anything. Well, what did Medusa do? Well, the snake bit me. What did the snake say? What did the snake not say? Now, that's really powerful stuff. Most men never get to analysis because when you analyze, pick apart, you're increasing testosterone. When you just make a generalization, hmm. I can't take this. I don't feel appreciated. I give up. I don't want to be with her. Why she do this? She shouldn't. She is. All that stuff is nothing to do anything. You have to use your brains here and analyze, okay, what was said and write it out what was said that was wrong. You know, you're really into making her wrong at that moment. You write out what she did that was wrong, what she said that was wrong, and every detail you can remember. Then you write out what she didn't do that she should have. Okay, what she didn't say is this, what she didn't say is this, what she didn't say is this. So you're looking at both sides of the polarity. That's pretty much all you need to do. Then you basically blame for a little while. Then you look at yourself and say, okay, what did I say or do? Mm -hmm. what did, and then what, what else did I say or do that upset her? What did I say or do? That's where you kind of remember the Mars Venus stuff, which is, yeah, I made it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked too much. Yeah. So if you haven't read Men Are From Mars, you don't know what you did. That's the problem with not having knowledge. Knowledge doesn't mean you're always going to do it right. It means that you can recover. Okay, the recovery is, you read my book, you'll know everything she did wrong. <laughs> she did this, she did this, she should have done this, this, this. Okay, that's all fine. You never tell her that. Never tell her that. Okay, the objective is just for you to analyze what's happening inside of yourself, why you're upset. That will raise your testosterone. If you, if you feel all that blame and you go tell her, that just raise, brings up estrogen. Hmm. You're used, whenever you use negative emotions to change someone, those uh, neural connectors, pathways in the brain become stronger and stronger. So you have more and more automatic negative reactions. Yeah. Pathways that we know the neuroplasticity of the brain. So the way you change that neuroplasticity is you don't talk about those negative emotions, but you can write them down from the point of view of analyzing, not from the point of view of changing her. Right. If you use them to change her, you just become more and more like a monkey. Your reactions control you more and more. Yeah. But instead, you analyze it. You, you, you see, the whole thing for a man is to become objective, to witness. And then from the place of witnessing, you have lots of emotion. But you're not 
fully engaged in it. You're able to feel compassion. You know, I feel you're suffering. I'm not suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I feel kind and gentle towards you. You know, and also in sex, you last a lot longer. You, you, you don't have to ever come even after if you master this. That's a much higher level. Uh, come means ejaculation. You can have orgasms and orgasms and orgasms when you really build your testosterone up. But you have to, you know, we'll get to that. So that's a they listen to the rest of the talk. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do want to go there. I do. I do want to go there. Let's, okay. but let's none of that works. Okay. None of that works that you get there. It's not just mechanical. It's you got to feel harmony and connection. Okay. So this, you have to feel deep love for that to happen. You know, I've studied the Tantra techniques. I studied the, the Taoist techniques, 10 years in China, all this stuff, 10 years in India, you know, back and forth doing these studies of, I'm a guy, I like sex. I want it to last a long time. What's the great potential of it? <laughs> so in looking at all that, you have to realize these were different people back then. They're not us. The men, when they're, there's no passion in the pictures at all. See, it's the passion we want. That's just, a, it's not even adaptable to us. It's men who are way on their male side and women who are way on their female side. What does it mean for a woman to be way on her female side and no male? She loves cleaning. She loves to cook. She loves just taking care of children. She didn't care about making any money. She didn't care about making a difference in the world. She's only happy with her children and her family. It doesn't go anything beyond that. And she loves beautifying her home. And uh, she loves routine life. And, and that's pure femininity. And there's nothing wrong with that because some women are really good at that very strong female side. And so they're happy with that. But today, a lot of the souls that are coming in are souls that say, I want to be on my female side and my male side. And there's some souls that come in as women who actually have a very well-developed male side, but their lesson in life is to also develop their female side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to always just be happy to clean houses and, and, and garden in the garden. But these things can be very fulfilling for some women. For other women, they can help balance her, balance her but her real fulfillment comes by expressing both sides of her. Hmm. Same thing for us guys. You know, we don't have to all be warriors and sacrifice ourselves in order to feel meaningful. You see, basically we can have a job we work hard at and then we can enjoy being with our children, being with our family, uh, making a woman happy. You know, and your generation, and I'm kind of your generation, even though I'm older, uh, I seem to be a little ahead of mine. But if I go to my father's generation, more distraction, be like your grandfather's generation. He did not really care that much if a woman had an orgasm. It wasn't that big of a deal. And women didn't really care that much if they had an orgasm. They just thought sex was for men. Hmm. Men thought sex was for them. Right. And, and, and not that sex isn't for the man. But to me, I didn't want to have sex with my wife if she doesn't enjoy it. Why would I want to have sex unless she really got off on it? You know? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's who we are. We just take that for granted. And women take that for granted instead of saying like, man, this guy's amazing. He's not going to have a climax until I have a climax. What good manners he has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he cares about me. So that, that's just a little subtlety in there, guys. The secret of success is don't come before her. Then you got no energy for her. Yeah. She can't climax, real climax, unless, she's, unless your erection is right there strong for her. That She feeds on that energy, whether she knows it or not. You know, the kind of thing couples do, some couples... Uh, you know, the guy has enough manners to, you know, he gives, he, he has his orgasm with her. Then afterwards, he, he doesn't have the energy anymore. And then she, he touches her at that point, or she touches herself, or she uses a vibrator. That's not making love. That's not making love at all. You know, to me, that's just kind of, yeah, yeah. making love is coming together. Not always at the same time either. She can come first. Then when you come, she comes again with you. Okay, so that's the, the beautiful thing about that is women, you're inside of her, so whatever you feel, she feels. And But the dynamic is if you can get to the place where whatever she feels, you feel. And, but if you're, if you're more excited than her, you can't feel, you can't really go into her. You're into you the whole time. So the whole thing about great sex is men learning to slow it down to build her up. The faster you are, the slower she's gonna, she's not even gonna get there. So we got to balance these things out. We'll get to maybe some techniques for that, but that's the idea. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's I think it's a great segue for for man. There's so much we need to get to. Uh, that's a great segue to talk about some of the habits that men have 
um, either to to diminish unknowingly their their testosterone, um, or you know, I mean, the the elephant in the room for so many guys, so many guys is porn, porn use, porn addiction, and and how on earth can you be in the moment with your with your partner, with your lover? How can you take the time? How can you be present when you have been conditioning yourself? time and time and time again in, um, you know, through your phone in the bathroom alone. So, um, when it comes to, I mean, it's an obvious answer. Stop watching porn. Is there any room in, in, in any real sexual health for pornography? Okay. Well, you know, you said a lot there and, and to you, I think, you know, your audience is pretty open to hearing that, but some guys aren't. Okay, and they can feel shame by that, even though that's not your intent at all. No, I mean, we've been masturbating since kids and we do it privately. And there's a lot of anything you have to do that privately uh, could there could be a lot of shame about even to talk about it. So as we make this transition into this very uh, personal subject of masturbation and pornography and so forth, because porn really there's nothing wrong with looking. It's the masturbating that does it. Okay. So we, we, it's a nice way of saying masturbation. I, I watch porn, you know, yeah. the porn companies, they, they online, they, they know what goes on. They have all the, the data and the average visit time is eight minutes. That means in eight minutes, a guy's going to select the right girl, then touch himself and be done and be off. Okay. So the whole thing is eight minutes. Wow. And, and and that's just not a, that means you're training yourself from one point of view of making love to your wife is an eight minutes affair. But if you're a monkey, which is is it's a two minute affair. OK, so this is why we want to get out of this monkey brain. If you're a person, if you're a guy who reacts with anger to things, gets irritated, argues, whatever, you're also training yourself to come fast. See, it's the same It's giving power to the monkey brain. This is the way monkeys have sex. Uh, monkeys, if you step on a monkey because their foot, because they can't communicate, what do they do? Ah, they make a big noise. And then if, you, if they, don't, they don't get the response they want, they make a bigger noise and a bigger noise. If men could just get yelling, his <laughs> big monkey, and you're only making monkey pathways in your brain, you're make, they're there, they're all there. We have to develop a new plasticity in the brain by developing new behaviors new ways of dealing with these automatic reactions. Now, simply put, people will say, and it's very nice nice words how to do it, though, is don't react, respond. Right. Okay? Re- whatever your reaction is, it's wrong. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's loving, okay? So and it, it, ejaculation is a total reaction. There's nothing you could do to control it. You're not responding at all, you see? So you want to get to the place where you're responding all the time, and if you can have orgasms without ejaculation, that means you've really grounded yourself in the front part of your brain. And that you can learn to do. You have to learn the techniques, but also you have to have a good relationship and you have to be in love. Because hmm. you have to be able to have the, the lower energy, the heartfelt energy, and the mental energy. You see, most guys easily can get turned on physically, but if you don't know a woman connect, connected to a woman with love, then what happens is the energy doesn't go up. And what you want is the energy to go all the way up to the head so you can have conversations where you, she feels safe to express her thoughts. You see, the, the big turn on for a woman is they, they say in all the books, you know, for a woman, they get turned on in their mind. Right. We get turned on down south, but they're actually turned on in the mind. And what, what that means is, bottom line, is when she feels safe, to express whatever she thinks or feels or wishes or wants in your presence. That produces huge amounts of estrogen. Now, when a woman experiences huge amounts of estrogen, then she has big orgasms, plural. Orgasms, even one orgasm is fine because since half the women in America have never had an orgasm and half of the ones that have had an orgasm have never had an orgasm in the presence of a man. Oh man. And then you're talking about the quarter of the women who who, who've had orgasms, usually they're just clitoral orgasms and they're not like vaginal orgasms. Mm. Uh, you know, there was this big debate where Freud said, you know, a clitoral orgasm is an immature orgasm, vaginal orgasm is a mature orgasm. Uh, he's right. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, but everybody complains about it, whatever, because 
how many women actually have vaginal orgasms very a vaginal orgasm comes from g-spot penis touching g-spot which is to that far in about an inch and a half i forget the number <laughs> about two to two and a half inches in is on the flip the back side of her clitoris actually once she's aroused by clitoral stimulation breast stimulation kissing touching breathing all those things build up to an arousal to where then the clitoris uh, it gets stimulated, feels really good, but then you go inside and the G-spot actually comes out. It's about the size of a quarter and it comes out. Now, some women I've been with, <laughs> this is a lot, most of this stuff comes from my personal experience having researched all this stuff, but some women, they have, uh, they don't like their clitoris touched and you reach inside and their G-spot is huge. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's like their biology. So some women are more biologically set up with a bigger g-spot okay and huh. some women are biologically set up with a bigger clitoris generally speaking uh now this is a uh, that's my own experience about the g-spot different size g-spots and 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 need for that stimulation uh what they have seen is that girls who have very strong testosterone levels do have bigger clitorises hmm. okay so they're so one would imply that if it's her G-spot's not as important maybe for her. But all I know, so you can't really say what's good or bad when it comes to sex. We're really all about just giving each other pleasure and, and sharing love. You know, back in 1979, I started teaching my first class that I taught was enlightened sexuality, Tantra. And it was the theme of it was just everybody discussing what makes sex great. And the theme became always it's the woman's fulfillment that makes it great for a man, mm -hmm. always. And, and women didn't know that. That was kind of like, what? Well, why does he go so fast? Because he doesn't know how to go slow, okay? <laughs> and why do I have to fake orgasm? Because if you fake orgasm, at least verbally, you're telling him that he was successful. But biologically, it doesn't do it. It actually is very confusing to your body. If a woman pretends to have an orgasm, it'll cause you to lose interest in her as well. You need to have really clear understanding of where she's at and what, what her experience is. And again, that's all part of the mind thing where you have to connect mentally. Uh, so what does that look like? It means men have to make it safe for women to express what they think and feel by not trying to change it or getting upset by it. That's our, our dynamic. But you can always, if you do get upset, you take a timeout. But even before you do your timeout, you can always say something like, uh, help me understand that better reason that works so well is that testosterone stays up when you feel that you're in charge of the situation, that you're really in control of yourself, right? You're not out of control. And it doesn't mean you're controlling somebody else. It means you're in control. Your objective is to make her happy and she's getting, she's stressed out. So what can you do to make her happy is get her to talk. And so if you say, help me understand that better, you're getting her to talk. And you need to do that at times when you're starting to resist her. Because every guy, yeah, we, we resist. I don't want to hear this. This doesn't make me look like a good guy. I don't want to hear this. So you, you go, that's your monkey defensiveness. If you can catch it early, kind of like the way you don't ejaculate right away, is catch it earlier and learn to relax. When you start getting upset, catch it earlier, step back for a moment and say, well, let me, what you were just saying, help me understand that better. As soon as you do that, not only are you coming back into control of yourself, she will feel a sense of, oh, you care. Oh, you're not against me because you're no longer resisting her. You're inviting her. You're mm -hmm. inviting her. So that's a dynamic. And a lot of these techniques I'm throwing out here, I just want for guys, the handbook is not just men are from Mars. The handbook's also beyond Mars and Venus because, see, women are way on their male side now. They don't want to, they, they don't easily go to that place. You have to have advanced skills that I'm talking about to get them, <laughs> to get them back to their female side. You can't just give them a lecture. Uh, they always think they're better at relationships than you anyway. Uh. Yeah, right. Well, it, it's tough because, you know, I think, I think a lot of guys want to, um, they want to honor, uh, gender, uh, equity. They want to honor, uh, you know, sovereignty between, between the male and the female, the divine feminine. They want, they want women to, if they want to work, they should work. If they want to, you know, if they want to, um, lead independent lives than, than they should. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of guys and a lot of, a lot of women as well are having trouble finding that sweet spot between, um, um, a more masculine woman in the modern age and honoring that, but still like finding that sweet spot within sexual chemistry and reciprocity, right? Like, 
Yeah, I can't tell you how many women who make more more money than their husband or resent their husbands. Uh, it's it, they're so dissatisfied with their husbands. Really? Absolutely, it happens all the time. A big part of divorce is woman makes more money than a guy. I won't say that the guy making more money who doesn't have relationship skills are going to be a divorce as well. I'll, I'll just do that for a moment. Guys make a lot of money and their wives unhappy. He says, what do you have to be unhappy about? We have so much money. <laughs> so that just destroys a relationship. But see, it's different. If, uh, if I, I make a lot of money, so I come home, my wife is happy. I'm happy. Okay. She said to me, oh, I went shopping today. I spent time with the kids because I had this free time and you know, it's, I'm so lucky to live in this wonderful neighborhood. It's so safe. I had time to do the garden and the gardener came by. It was real. You know, she's talking about how happy she was. I could have a stressed day and my stress is gone now. Yeah. Because in a man's body, it's like, okay, all that stress was worth it. Yeah. Look at the result I got. That's the payment for us. Right. See, when a woman goes to work and she's all stressed out at her job, if she doesn't love her job, have a job that's easy for her, enjoyable, She's had a stressful day. She's dragging. I have to do this. I don't like it. I had to do this. And she's beaten up by her job. She comes home and you're the husband. And you said, oh, honey, it was just so wonderful today. I got to play video games. You know, I just live in this great house. You know, I went golfing because we're members of the country club. I can go golfing. You know, I got to spend time watching porn. Oh, that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's some problems there. Or, or just simply just saying, you know, oh, I got saw the best show on Netflix today. I saw the whole series. You yeah. know, it was like great. I wish you had time to see it. Uh, that is not going to make her happy at all. It makes her more unhappy. So your happiness makes her more unhappy mm. if she's making more money at a job which causes stress for her. Mm. See that dynamic? That's yeah. biological. That doesn't change. But what can happen, and this is what I'm teaching women. Now, you've created this job. You chose to do it. Uh, it may be it's the perfect job for you and you just have to do what I'm going to say. It may be you have to change your job. I don't know. But let's just say you have the perfect job for you, but it's stressful. The workplace is stressful, even if it's the perfect job, because it's constantly producing testosterone. Okay. Whenever you sacrifice, postpone your needs for the needs of others. That's what a real successful person is, is we care about other people. We sacrifice. I don't talk to my, I'm not going to tell you about my personal problems. I'm serving you. You don't go to your boss and say, you know, I really feel bad. I have this need and this. No, you have positive attitude. You put your best foot forward. That's masculinity. My feelings, put them to the side. I'm here to serve you. Okay, so that's a job. So you're in that job and you're, you're, you're not tending to your own emotional needs. You're serving other people's emotional needs. So that produces more stress in women than men. Why? Because that just makes testosterone. It doesn't make estrogen. Mm. And unless she replenishes her estrogen every day, it will cause more stress. So if a woman is stressed at her job, the first thing she needs to do, and she's the one who's the more dominant one, male side, realize what she doesn't need her husband for money. She doesn't need her husband for protection anymore. She probably can lift more weights than him. Okay. <laughs> so... So in this dramatic situation, what does she need him for? And so many women are single today because they go, why do I need a man? Because traditionally why you needed a man was for money and protection. So I don't need that anymore. I, I know in China, it's very interesting. The rich women all have these uh, fashion shows of men wearing outfits and then they pick them for the night. Why not? Yeah, right. You do need them for it's that. Like everything's reversed around, but they're not happy women, mm, and they'll right. never get married either. They're so unhappy with men; hmm. they just want to use them. So, you know, I'm talking about all kinds of dynamics here. But the solution, see, I zone beyond Mars and Venus. I get to the solution. She's stressed out. Why does she need a man? Because without a man, she doesn't know how to come back to her female side. There's nothing more powerful than feeling I can't express all of me at work what I think, what I feel, what I wish, what I want. Right. So I come home and I can have a conversation with my spouse where I can express without any discomfort what I think and what I feel and what I wish and what I want and I'm able to express emotion about it. These women often have shut down their emotions and so they'll just say, oh, this person did this and they didn't do that, <laughs> which is what we need to do as men. They did this and they didn't do that. They analyze it. They have to learn how to get in touch with their emotions and express their emotions. What they think, start with what you think, what you feel, what your emotions are. 
you, when a woman can go there, she produces huge amounts of estrogen. Women used to pay me a thousand dollars an hour just to come in and talk to me because hmm. I know how to get them in touch with their feelings. Yeah. And these are rich women, of course. And then they have no problems anymore. They still want to come back to me because it feels so good to have a man listen to your feelings more so than a woman. Not that women therapists can't be good. Sometimes it's a good transition. But think about if you're a woman and you can't share your feelings to your husband or to men, and you can only share it with women. That means half of the world I'm disconnected from. Right. To be able to experience having a man hear you, be there for you, and also the man who you're married to, it's a major estrogen producer. Because ironically, the person you're most unsafe to share vulnerable feelings with is your husband because you're so afraid he would reject you. The only reason you hide your stuff is because you'll be rejected. And so if you can't share yourself with your husband, it's that kills sex, that kills connection. It will always be limited until she feels I can share anything with you. We're talking now to get to the highest levels. You start to start build up trust where I can share. And he has to be trustworthy in how to listen, which is to not fix, which is to validate. Sure. which is to not take personally, to not try to solve. And for single women, the same thing on a date, practice being authentic, not being a people pleaser, not trying to seek you know, agreement. Differences create attraction. And so I can have a different point of view without demanding that you agree with my point of view. See, that's the whole thing here. That's the world will change when couples learn to do this. We can disagree, but we still have sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have to have you agree with me before I, I feel loved, okay? Well, nobody can do that anymore. Whether you're having sex or not, you can't disagree and still be friends. You can't disagree and still get along. It's it's uh, it's it's a really scary trend. It's a really troubling thing. The, I, the cause of it yeah. is gender dissolution. Hmm. It's gender reversal. This is what's happening today with this whole idea. And, you know, you mentioned what we want is we want everybody to be autonomous. We want everybody to have their, uh, forget the words you use, but it's e equality is the word I use. We should have equal respect for sure. But equality doesn't mean sameness. Sovereignty is what you mentioned. Sovereignty doesn't mean that you have to be like me. Right, right. <laughs> And it's, that's the only way we can have true respect is to acknowledge people are different and not shame each other for the differences. So I'm a guy, you know, you want to talk, but I need some time away. Don't interpret that as I don't love you. Yeah. You see, that's the problem. And it's, a, it's, it's the monkey brain. When a guy leaves a woman, when she has feelings and you go off to take your time off, the monkey brain feels you don't love me. Okay, that's what it feels. It just it makes it inter you don't love me, you don't care. And you say that to your monkey brain, he doesn't love you, that means you're abandoned, and then you get more stressed. That's yeah. why these Mars Venus ideas for many people really help. Because when he pulls away, you realize, oh, that's what he needs to do for him. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. And also there's techniques that you can do, women. If he pulls away in a conversation, which women notice all the time, you're thinking about that. He'll say yes, and then you'll feel connection again or he needs to take his time out. This means I will be back. You know, one of the sweetest things in my marriage with Bonnie was at 23 years, the, the, uh, I asked her for a, um, uh, I mentioned my marriage with Bonnie in past tense. Bonnie passed two years ago, uh, just for, I, I talk about her in present time a lot because I wrote these books with Bonnie, but she's gone and I'm adjusting and all of that, but right now I'm in my teaching mode. So, but that just caught me there when I do past tense. But at 23 years in our relationship, she said, um, just let me come back to my other part of me. Uh, she said, I asked her, how, how good a husband am I? And she said, oh, honey, you, you, as a father, you're like the best I could ever imagine for our kids. But as a husband, you're not perfect. But you've given me the greatest gift any woman could want. I said, what's that? And she says, I know if I upset you, make you angry, you stop talking, you go to your cave, but you always come out of your cave with more love. Hmm. And that's what the thing I was telling you about. You come out of the cave, you don't go back and address the wound, so to speak. You come out and you show more love. Yeah. And as a man, we have to know how to show more love, which is doing little things, you know, coming in the kitchen, maybe she's there, offering to help with something, standing near her, maybe touching her hair. It's not even an apology right away. Sometimes you can't just go back and say, oh, I'm so sorry, I took, I you know, was angry with you. She's not ready to forgive. 
You see, she's not ready to accept that. She needs reassuring messages. They're slower than we are to this, okay? Your anger means her life is threatened. Her being angry, your life isn't threatened, okay? So it's a different reaction. These are monkey reactions. You just don't stand up to an angry monkey. So the, the, uh, so unless she got really, really angry, then, okay, (laughs) they're more ferocious, okay? (laughs) But there's extremes, it all shifts. You know, that's a good subtle point. Under moderate stress, men have less emotion and women have more emotion. Under big stress, men have more emotion and women have less emotion. Hmm. That's why women are freaked out when you have no emotion, is they think you have a big, huge amount of anger inside. Ah, wow. And that's why that's why we get freaked out when women get upset about little things, because we think she's making a big deal out of it, because we only get upset if it's a big deal. Sure. <laughs> this is basic biology. Okay. Yeah. This, this is measurable. This is all measurable, which is under when adrenaline gets produced, women experience eight times more blood flow to the emotional memory. That means their brain goes into a bias of looking at negativity. And if she if she verbalizes that negativity in order to change you, like complain or nag or use rhetorical questions, why would you do that or stare at you with disapproval? Any of those things she's doing, she's growing pathways in her brain to become more negative, right. to become more judgmental, to become more critical, or in simple terms, to be more dissatisfied. Yeah. And so she has to go through a program of at least six months, uh, at least start to see how powerful it is for three months. Don't utter a complaint to your partner. Write it down, just like I told you, take your time away. For her, write it down and look at what your emotions are. Write out what, you're, what you'd wanna say to him. If you could just say whatever you wanted to say to him without editing, he was Superman. He would have full compassion. Just dump it on him. You do it in a letter to him, dump everything. But you have to learn how to really dump. You have to go into your emotions, anger, sadness, fear, guilt, shame, regret, embarrassment, all kinds of emotions that I write about in my book, Produce Estrogen. So you write it out and then you imagine you share that with him and then write the response you want to hear from him. <laughs> this is a great technique. You write the response you want to hear from him. And then you say, and if he really did that, how would I feel? And then write out how you would feel. And now you'll feel that because that's how you feel right now as you're writing it out. Then throw away that paper. Never give it to him because you're not trying to change him in any way. Right. Women can get, I don't have to change my partner to get love. They'll get more and more love. And I'll mention this as a little plug for my website. We have a, my daughter and I, Lauren, she's, you know, your age. She has put together a course with me, which is four days. It's free. And it's at my website, marsvenus.com. It's called How to Get Everything You Want in Your Relationships. And it summarizes everything I'm saying. It's a very summarized main points, summary, questions, quizzes, the whole thing. That's, you know, she's a, in a generation that doesn't have, doesn't want to listen to me talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to read the whole book. You get the summary, summary, summary. So you're smarter. You can do it faster. Well, that's an excellent plug, and and I and I want to talk about the website a little bit because as a as really as really one of the one of the top masters of of relationships of hormones of the things that we need to have a really high quality of life to have great well being we need to we need to make sure that we're consuming the right stuff that we're getting the right nutrients and I am am not that familiar with with specific supplements aimed at helping us in that way. So walk us through some of some of the supplements and stuff that you have on the website that you think everybody should be taking. And that's where we're going to end this episode. We are going to break this in, up into two parts. That's there's so many great tips in this in this episode. I am so stoked. Uh, just I listened to it again. Uh, there's so much in there. If you did half of the things that he's suggesting, your life would improve. And that is that is that's that's true hacking. That's hacking your life. That's high, lifestyle hacking. That's biohacking. And uh, I'm excited to bring to you part two of the John Gray interview here shortly. But uh, before we do that, I just want to say thank you to Natural Stacks, makers of 100% open source supplements to help you live the life you want you should be taking vitamin d you should go to natural stacks right now and you should get some vitamin d use the code opp15 for 15 percent off if you're not getting the sun that you need you're not getting 10 minutes of sunlight on your face you're not getting you know you're not getting that big glowing ball of light on your skin during the day 
you should take some vitamin D3. You should order it from uh, Natural Stacks because they test every single batch, but with a third party, there's ingredient traceability, so they know where everything comes from. They're one of very few supplement companies that do that. So go to naturalstacks.com, pick up some D3. While you're there, get some uh, MagTech, which is my favorite magnesium supplement of all time, and uh, and also my favorite nootropic of all time, which is called Neurofuel. So thank you to Natural Stacks, and uh, I'll see you on the internet with part two quite shortly.